Welcome to an episode of Love Me, the podcast. I am your host, Hannah Tittle, and this is my self-love journey. I believe that loving yourself should be easy. It should be second nature, but I know firsthand that it isn't. Together on this podcast, or better yet, on this journey, we will be learning about what self-love really means, what it means to different women of different ages and in different stages in their lives, and we will be learning what we can do to make it easy, to make it so that it is second nature. Each episode, I will be having conversations with badass women, with coaches, gurus, and mentors, and together with their help, we can learn how and what we can do to make loving ourselves effortless, and best of all, to make it so that we truly, authentically love ourselves. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number three of Love Me, the podcast. I am super, super excited about today's episode. And I know I feel like I've said that in the last three episodes so far, but I can't help it. Every episode so far has made me excited. This whole project has made me excited. And you know what? I'm just going to own that. So here we are. Once again, I'm incredibly excited to be here and to have you listening. The reason I'm extra excited about today's episode is because it's the first time I'm bringing you a conversation with a coach. Her name is Emma Del Rey, and she's a spiritual guide and an astrology coach. She helps women find themselves through their intuition and helps them to create a life filled with joy and growth. I had an incredible conversation with her about the power of intuition, how you can listen to your intuition, and intuition versus ego. We also talk about astrology and how people find themselves blaming things like Mercury being in retrograde for the bad things that are going on in their lives instead of really listening to what's happening and using that energy as a time to reflect. It's a very fun conversation and I'm really excited to share it with all of you guys because I know even just for myself with this quick conversation, I really started to understand the power of intuition and how simple it is to start asking it questions and to start listening to it. And I think the coolest thing is that we debunk whether or not you're listening to your ego or your intuition and how you can start telling that difference because that for me has been a little bit of a struggle over the last few years is trying to decide what it is that may be actually speaking to me and whether or not I should actually follow that path. So I can't wait to share this with you. So I just want to say one quick thing before we I launch it. I've always felt that there was intuition. I believe that I'm actually quite an intuitive person. But the thing is, is that when I say that, I actually mean that towards other people. I can often sense when somebody doesn't feel well or uh, they're sad about something and I can usually sort of figure out what it is. Or if I'm having a conversation with someone, I can sort of read them enough to understand the further depths of what it is that they're not saying or, or, the, or the deeper level of what they're saying just on the surface. And that's always been something I've prided myself on. And I think it makes me a really good listener and, and it helps me with my relationships. But I've never actually trusted myself to sort of listen to my own intuition. Um, and that was until just a couple of weeks ago when I started to think about this podcast. So it feels like a very perfect tie-in for me to be launching this as my first coach episode because it was my intuition that absolutely left me with a physical pull that I've never, ever felt before to do this journey. I remember lying in bed one night and I was just feeling overwhelmed about everything that I was thinking about. And I was just thinking to myself, 
you know, like this can't be it. I want, I want to grow further, you know, yes, I'm happy, but I want to get to that one step further that allows me to bring so much love for myself and from a future partner into my life. How do I do that? And how do I answer all these weird questions that have come up in this sort of self-help community that I have? And I swear, I just thought that question and then all of a sudden this idea came into my head and I could not fall asleep. I spent three hours brain dumping into my journal because I had so much excitement and drive and pull towards this topic into this whole idea for this podcast. And for the next week, I had literally felt a physical pull to go back to that journal every single time that I wasn't doing it or wasn't thinking about it. And a few days in, I asked my roommate, I said, you know, have you ever experienced something like that where you literally felt like so much power or excitement or like influence to do something and it's all you can think about and you just genuinely like you can barely sleep because of it. And she sort of laughed at me and was like, uh, no. And that was right then that I realized that this was something special and this is exactly where I needed to be. So. For the first time, I followed my intuition, and as you can tell by the intro of this episode, I'm absolutely loving being on this journey. So, I hope that you guys will feel the same way once you finish listening to this, and you might start asking your intuition for a little bit more guidance. You might learn to trust yourselves a little bit more, and with that, you'll, you'll bring in so much more joy and excitement into your lives. So, without further ado, here is the incredible Emma Del Rey. Thank you so much for coming and doing this with me. You're welcome. Um, so if you don't mind, I'd love to just like kind of ask you how you fell into um, the astrology side of things or even into the coaching practice, because I saw on one of your posts that you um, used to be a law student or you were studying law and then it kind of switched to uh, yoga and now into like full coaching, which I think is the most amazing transition, but like obviously totally different worlds. Yeah. And there's one missing in there, but I I will like go through that story and fill you in. Um, so I was, yeah, I, when I was in college, I was determined to go to law school and that I wanted to be a lawyer. And I went to law school for a year and dropped out and moved home. Um, cause it was just the right decision at the time. Then when I moved home, I had no idea what I was going to do. So I decided I wanted to be a school teacher because I had done that in college as my part-time job working in a preschool and I really loved it. So then I went after that. And as I started to go into that, I was like, "Mm, not the right choice. I'm going to become a a yoga teacher, which worked out well because I was already going to get my certification. Um, but then when I started to become a yoga teacher, I was like, actually, I don't think I want to do this full time. Like, I don't think that this is what I want to do. And I think I always knew I wanted to coach, to guide people. Um, it's, it's the thing I say when people ask me now, I'm like, it's what I always wanted to be when I grew up. I just never had the language or understanding of it until I got older. Like I always knew I wanted to talk to people and help them and hear their stories and guide them to different places and help them with things. I just didn't really know the best way for me to do that. And in that year after law school, when I moved home, there was a lot of 
you know, self-exploring and trying lots of different things. And astrology is one of the things that I tried and started to, you know, watch videos on, read books on, but felt very confused about. And ultimately, I went and got an astrology reading through an astrologer that I had been following. And that's when I was like, ooh, this stuff's really cool. I want to learn more about this. And then I just, as I do, (laughs) dove headfirst into that rabbit hole. Um, for months and months. And I was like, I need, I need someone to teach me this. Like, I love to read and learn in that way. But like, I think especially with astrology and things that are very systematic, like, you know, astrology is a language, it's a science, it's based on numbers and very specific things. I was like, I need someone to come in and like, give me the lowdown. So I ended up going to, yeah, I ended up going through a program to like, learn and become certified. And even after that, I was still like, I don't really know if I want to do anything with this. Cause at that point, once I had finished, I'd done that this fall, I was coaching. And then I realized, shit, I'm really good at this. Why don't I just, (laughs) why don't I do something with it? Like it's helped me so much. Why don't I use it to help other people? And now here we are. (laughs) I just, I honestly think that's so cool because there are so many people that you meet who are like unhappy with the path that they're currently on, but they're not willing to like make the change and even you like not knowing exactly what the next step was going to be you were still like no this is not for me and like you removed yourself from that to like try and figure out what the next step should be and I think that's so cool because that's just like it's so sad when you hear about people who are just like living in mediocrity because they're like too afraid or they're unsure yeah um I just think that's so cool and absolutely the astrology path is so cool because even now doing this podcast I've been doing some research and like introducing myself to other coaches and stuff, but I've never actually come across anyone else that approaches it from the angle that you do with astrology. Yeah. And just to be clear for anyone listening who may think like that was very easy, although shifting, it was really hard. And that also came from like, a, am young, but like a decade long of not knowing what I wanted to do, not knowing who I was really struggling and feeling unhappy and just kind of going from thing to thing because I thought that would provide me with happiness. And it was when I started to, things started to shift for me and when things kind of fell apart in my life um, that I started to tap intuition. And like, that's what guided me to move home and to make all those shifts was when I started to listen to my intuition. So no, like, uh, yeah. No, no settling, like no staying stuck, but that usually comes after a prolonged period of being really stuck. I was actually reading this in a book the other day and it was like, usually we don't change until we're so fed up with our circumstances that we're like, something has to change. And that's been my experience. Like it wasn't until everything was really shitty and I didn't know what to do and I felt utterly lost that I was like, all right, I guess I'll try changing the way I approach everything. Absolutely. I'm literally the exact same way. It was, yeah, it wasn't until I was sort of like, okay, I literally cannot keep going like this. I'm so like bored with this narrative that I was like, I also need to make a change because otherwise I think we get stuck in our comfort zones also. Like if we're not actually at that peak of like, don't like, I can't go on this way anymore. We just get comfortable and like get used to it. So as scary and like hard as it is, it's almost like this weird blessing in disguise to reach that point. Or so I found personally anyway. Yeah. And I feel like when I look back on it now, 
I was like trying to find something that would make me uncomfortable. Right. Because I went like I went to law school and not that law school wasn't hard because it was, but I was like, I could do this. I could finish. I could pass the bar and I'd be really comfortable. And then I went to teaching and it was the same thing. Then I went to yoga and I was like, I'm good at this. This is easy for me. Like, I like this. I would be really comfortable. And once I came across the idea of like coaching and being really intimate with people in that setting, that terrified me, but I knew I wanted to do it. And it's not comfortable. Like, maybe that's just because that's like entrepreneur life. It's like, there's a lot of uncertainty. And there's, it's just a very different ballgame than like, everything else that I've tried. Um, But yeah, I feel like I really needed to find something that would make me uncomfortable, because I really enjoy growing and changing and shifting. And that wasn't able to happen in certain circumstances in my life. Like, like being in law school was not, that wasn't enough of a, ch- like, overall challenge of who I was. Because, like, I can be very much be that person and be organized and be on top of my schoolwork and do that, that, and the other thing. It wasn't calling on other parts of me. Right. Whereas this is, like, a challenging lifestyle almost. Yeah, which sounds weird to say, but I'm, yeah, I I enjoy it. No, I can understand, like, even what you said from the, like, the approach of the uncertainty, like, it, it makes sense, like, and obviously, um, even going back to what you were saying before, we didn't know that these sort of, like, jobs existed, you know, 15 or so years ago, where, like, you knew you grew up wanting to do this, but nobody really talked about this being an opportunity, so it's still, like, a new world where you, you know, you go into it because you love it, and you it, it's your purpose, but there's there's total amazing experience, obviously, because if you're, I think if you're driven behind a passion more than you are anything else, like you're bound for success so long as you put that effort in. I agree. Let me ask you, like, how is it that your, um, and like your intuition, like came, it spoke to you initially, like when you were in law school, was it, was it your intuition that was like, okay, we got to get out of here? Or did you just sort of like start thinking something else was like, this just wasn't right for you. And you chose to like, you know, like use it as a sign or was it more of like a, like how was the feeling that kind of came to you? Um, yes, I can answer that question. I'm just not sure where I want to begin with it. (laughs) Um, so I think, and this is totally my experience and I don't think that means it has to be anyone else's, but my bad, my dad, my bad, my dad passed away when I was 12 years old. And I think once that happened, I, you know, I was 12. I had no strong coping mechanisms. I didn't really know how to handle that kind of pain. No one was really talking to me about how to handle grief. And I was like moving into adolescence and becoming a teenager. And that's hard enough in itself. So as I went through that, I think I shoved a lot of grief down and I shoved a lot of my pain down. And then that started to reflect back in my relationships and my friendships and choices I was making basically my entire life started to just become a reflection of that pain. And by the time I got to law school, it was like at an all-time high to the point where it was almost not functional, but it was somehow still functioning. I was somehow still functioning. But like the relationship was in, I was in was so toxic because I was so toxic, so toxic. And it was the breaking down of that, um, of seeing that wear down and eventually like end that started to wake up my intuition. And even once he broke up with me and things were done, I was still like, 
I'm going to get him back and like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to go work out and I'm going to look really good and like focus on the external pieces. So we all think that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But like, I was, I knew something needed to change, but I was very unaware of what it was. So I went to all those things and really miraculously, just one day it shifted. I was walking by the water, listening to a podcast and it just something in me changed. Like it was just time. It was just time. And I went home and I remember journaling about it. And I was like, some, like, I just wrote that. I was like, something shifted. I don't know what it is, but like something in me started to wake up. And once I started to tap into that and work with that, and a lot of it was just a call for healing, like to not run from my pain anymore because I couldn't, it had finally caught up with me. It was time to face it. And in the process of doing that, I started to cultivate a relationship to my intuition because that's what came through, right? Like that's what started to shift on that day. So yeah, for leaving, leaving law school happened more like I knew I needed to move home. That was like the intuitive hit. It was like, you are not meant to be living in California. Also, intuition doesn't use this many words. It's For me, it's just like a sensation and a feeling. It's just like, I know I have to do something. And it's usually something that makes no sense and that we would struggle to explain to other people. So I knew I had to move home. Um, and then kind of law school fell apart in that process. Like I applied and I didn't, didn't get in anywhere back home in New York. And I was like, okay. Like, here's a really good opportunity to let go of something that I don't entirely want with everything I have. Like, at that point, I had some idea that that was comfortable and okay, but not really what was meant for me. And the same thing kind of happened with everything else. It was just like, no, here's, you know, it was just like breadcrumbs on the trail of like getting me closer and closer to what I was meant to be doing and to actually be in my purpose. But I wouldn't you know, it works like that because I wouldn't have been able to, from that place I was in, in law school, like completely shift and be like, yes, I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to help people and do all these things because I had no idea how to help myself. So it was like a very slow, not slow, but a progression of that learning. Yeah. That's, that's just so cool because the, the idea to like sit down and actually like sort of like listen to yourself and like put your ego aside and, and kind of actually understand what it is that you need on the inside is so terrifying to me, but also obviously the coolest thing because it knows, you know what I mean? Like if only we listen to ourselves more, we would find that path. But it, it just, and like you said, it can be the like the randomest thing to come up. So like you don't want to listen to that because that's what leads you to those like scary and challenging places but if, if those are the places you need to go to like make the biggest transformations, that's the coolest. Yeah. And again, again, to be clear, like there was so much fear dur during every one of those transitions, like it got better. But when I knew I had to move home, I was terrified because I was like, what is this thing that's talking to me? I, you know, like I had just started listening to it like <laughs> three weeks ago. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you need to go move home and do this thing. And I was so scared and I had no idea how I was going to do it and how it was going to work or even why it was happening, right? That's that's how you know it's intuition is you have no idea why. There was no logic behind it. There was no good reason. I mean, I missed my family so I could I could jump on that train and like I could understand that, but it wasn't, I was like, this is strange. And I was actually thinking about this yesterday and I think it's something that takes hindsight, but 
I can like see now that all that year my intuition was pulling me towards this, but I just had no way to listen, right? I used to believe that like, you know, we shut our intuition down and we, and it doesn't talk to us, but like, it's always there. It can get quieter, but it's always there. And I can look back now and see like, there it was, there it was. And I didn't listen. And all it wants for us is to, to listen to it right? Because then you're starting to work with your path. You're starting to co-create with it. You're starting to do the things that are meant for you. And again, it's, it's terrifying, but um, I myself am a Virgo and I was listening to one of your like um, videos the other day where you're talking about moon and Virgo and how the like shadow self is for a Virgo is like very judgmental and like you can listen to your ego a lot. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is me. This is me. I hadn't even realized that before because every time I ever like read um, anything to do with Virgos or about my astrology or something, it's always about like, you know, being like an A-type personality, very organized and stuff. And I've never actually seen anywhere where it gets like that deep into like the, not the darker side of things, but I guess like the shadow side of things where you like, you know, the flaws. And I was just like, this is so true because even personally in like my struggle with my intuition, like I've definitely had times where I've like, you know, felt a pull or felt um, like a voice of some kind to like do something. But I, my instinct is just so much like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, that, what would people think of me if I did that? Or, or what would I even think of myself, you know? So um, as terrifying as it is, I think it's so cool that you chose to, to follow it. And now, now with having done that, obviously, you found your purpose in helping other women to uh, follow their intuition, which is just incredible. So you I know you launched um, your program yesterday, which is amazing. Congratulations again, by the way. Thank you. Um, so um, obviously I won't ask you to like, you know, reveal your, your program or anything, but my secret um, is it through like, is it through um, like questions that you sort of help women? Like I know um, you were, you posted something the other day that even made me stop and like think about it. And it was, um, it was a question like, um, how does, what does your best life look like? And it's questions like that, that I don't think we ask ourselves enough because if we did, we would probably be doing more of the things that we actually wanted to be doing and stuff. But it, is it sort of like, you know, like prompts in that sense that you help women to sort of just start asking themselves? Or do you have like actual like techniques and tools that you use to like listen to your intuition more? Yes, yes and no. I feel like if you're in the place where you're coming to me and you're like ready to do this, you're already, your intuition's activated. It's just about getting and like I just said it's always activated it's just about learning how to listen to it um so I as you know from like my post like I am a big question asker I like prompts I like journaling I like that sort of um tool because like you just said we don't ask ourselves those questions or any questions ever like we don't inquire within and I think that's one a huge piece of it but it's also being willing to sit in silence because that's really where it lies right and just giving it the opportunity to be heard right yeah because that's all I did in the beginning was like okay I'm just gonna sit and listen for guidance for information for what I need to do next and it would come to me and it wouldn't always you know I do think we have the ability for our intuition to speak to us in different ways for me it's more of just like "Mm -hmm, I'm gonna go in this direction like it's this thing um, or place or whatever. I think, you know, other people say they can hear things or you see things or whatever. I just get a feeling. Um, yeah. And I lost my train of thought and where I was going with that. 
But anyway, it speaks to you. Like the silence is where it comes through. It's not, you know, fear talks to us when we're running around all day or when we're working or when we're going from this thing or that thing or because that's just what we do. Like that's just where our brain goes and what happens. And obviously when we cultivate the relationship to our intuition, it becomes stronger and it shows up, you know, more in our day-to-day movements. But in the beginning, like it's always there, right? So it's coming up every day, but we're not listening. So it takes the time of getting really curious and getting really still to like actually sit and be like, okay. And I think that's also a huge thing to do because in the beginning, you don't trust it. You don't know what it is. It's like this foreign thing. You're like, why are you, why are you, why why do you have thoughts about my life? Who are you? (laughs) But because that's how I felt. I'm like, why are you telling me to do this? And I feel in the beginning, I was not at war. That's very dramatic. But like, there was like, there's this way of going that my intuition wants me to. And there's this way fear wants me to go. And it was like, how do I just like, yeah, well, even what you were saying before about how your intuition is always there, but obviously it gets quieted down, like, because we aren't used to listening to it, or we've stopped listening to it. But instead, we choose to listen to fear and ego all the time. So if they come up, we're probably going to choose fear and ego, in which case, of course, you hear it more often, because you're actually listening for it. But if so, if only we give ourselves the chance to to put that one on a pause for a minute, and instead listen to our intuition and see where we actually want to go. And that's, um, that's actually a, a like a process that I've never thought of in that sense, because you just, it's just so much easier to fall into like the fear category, you know, and like, and, and it almost feels as though you're taking the easier way out, because, you know, you're trying to stay safe and comfortable. But if you if you hold on for a minute and listen to what you like truly desire, or what it is that your intuition might be saying to you, the road ahead might be a little scary and a little murky, but there's like, there's no doubt that the outcome is going to be where you want to end up, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a really good point that you just made. Like ego and fear want you to stay comfortable. Like that is their purpose in our human experience is to keep us safe, to keep us comfortable, to not face the unknown. While intuition's purpose, it's not even the opposite. It's just like, and I describe this a lot in, you know, my program and just in the way I talk about it, like intuition is the universe's guidance just coming through you and feeling a little bit more familiar. Like it's all connected to the same thing. It's, you know, that higher plan that there is for us, the path we are meant to take. And astrology is a great tool to look into that. But that path we're meant to take that's meant for us, like our intuition is just taking the information from the universe and putting it inside of us. And then it comes up and out through us to guide us on the path. So it's not necessarily the opposite where, you know, I guess it is, you know, the intuition generally, whatever it is, is going to help you evolve towards growth, whatever that looks like. We just don't know, you know, what the outcome of that is. But that's its plan for you, whatever the actual events or circumstances or shifts are, is growth, whereas fear and the ego want to keep you comfortable and safe. Absolutely. And like, I appreciate it. But come on, let's like, I'm ready to like power through to the other side, you know, it's a cool place to be at, but also so, so scary. But they always say, you know, like the, the best things lie on the other side of fear and or, you know, there's like countless quotes about how like fear kills more failure than like six, like than actually like trying things. And it's just so true because you aren't going to be able to evolve the way that you need to if you're stuck in that fear or ego mindset. 
but I know myself that it was years of staying in there. So it's, um, it is a safe little bubble to be in. And I think in the beginning too, when we start to listen and we start to cultivate this relationship, the fear gets even louder. Like I can remember, you know, like, and that's why I used the word war before, because I felt like I was sitting, like be in my apartment, like after class in law school. And I would just be like, my head would just be going crazy with all these thoughts about why I couldn't move home. Why it was a bad idea. What would people think? What would happen? X, Y, and Z. And like, at the same time, there was this sensation in my body that was like, but that's what you need to do. And I was like, but tell me why. Yeah, I need more. Like, I just wanted so much more. I, yeah, like, tell me more. Give me the details. And that was really my first experience with intuition. And it was just like, there was a lot of learning that came from that. And there was a shit. I can, can I curse? A lot. There was just a lot of fear. Like, de- debilitating. I don't really know how I navigated it. I mean, because of my intuition, right? Like, there was always that solid, like, that's great that you're scared. But like have fun with that but like this is what you need to do and like that's all I kept coming back to was like but what if I don't do this like what if I don't listen and I also was scared like it's such a great feeling to tap into that that I remember being really fearful that it would go away if I didn't listen right because I had some understanding that it was something that was always there that I had just regained access to and I was like but if I don't listen when will it come back like if I don't honor it what will happen and that scared me more than the 8 million fears I had. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's so amazing that you like mentioned that because that's, that is the, the shift of, you know, this, the questions start out with, well, what if I do this? What will be the outcome? What will happen if I do this? Or what will people think to what if this goes away? What if I didn't follow it? You know, the shift of being afraid of doing it versus the shift of the what ifs is the, that is the big difference for sure. And like, that is the, the that's the fork in the road where you then decide to be like, okay, no, I'm not going to stay on this original path. Uh, and it's just so freeing. Oh, I can literally only imagine. Like that must have just been the coolest. And to now look back and be like, I thank goodness I did it, you know? Yeah. And I think it was cool in that moment, right? Like it felt freeing when that was happening and I was doing it. But I was also in such a state of shock. Like, it's like what is happening um, at the same time? But like now, having listened repeatedly to many big decisions because of my intuition it's just like I feel so free and of course is there still fear of course do I still get scared yeah because I'm human and just because you shift you know what you let go the parts of you that guide you it doesn't mean that those things go away but it's just like I have a lot less doubt than I used to and I care way less about the out, like the how now, because I know it's not going to be revealed to me. I know it's not how intuition works, right? That's what was happening in the beginning. I was like, I don't really know how intu- intuition functions. I didn't even call it that. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, why? What is like? What is this? But now I have worked with it so many times on big things and small things that I know it's process, and I know that the fear is a huge piece of it, and then the denial right? Um, So like the fear comes up, you get the idea or the pull, the fear automatically comes up and then goes straight to denial. That was me every time. I was like, this isn't real, even after I had listened, right? So once I got the next big pull that I wanted to go back to school and become a teacher, 
I was like, no, that's not real. Like deny, deny, deny. And eventually I was like, wow, this isn't going away. So it must be real. And then there's like a whole nother level of feel when you're like, okay, now I need to honor this. Like, how do I take what I feel and know is right? How do I do this? And then more fear. And then you do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, that is just the most honest way to put it too. It's like, I got this feeling and then there's doubt and then there's more fear, but then I did it. And then there's more fear, but it's just, and you just got to keep going. Like that's, and I say that out loud for my own self. I'm just like, we've just got to keep going. Cause even when you hit those fear patches, like I don't, we all want to be in a place where there's less doubt and like, you know what I mean? And of course, you know, your intuition may even guide you astray sometimes, but you might learn from something and move on. But yeah, it's not our place to know the how we just need to start doing it. Yeah. And I think that intuition doesn't guide us astray, but I think once we start to get into that relationship, we can get confused on what is intuition and what is fear or subtle tricks of the ego. Because once it starts to know that this is what you do and this is how you operate, it starts to get more sly and like operate on a level that's like going to seem like your intuition but isn't right it's got to get smarter to keep up with you and <laughs> yeah it, and it has to work really hard so I don't think your intuition's ever wrong I just think that our ego starts to come onto that level or get get very close to it so we get confused <laughs> so in that sense if you're if, if your ego is getting stronger do you and obviously, the more you listen to your intuition, it's it's going to, you know, both are going to c- continue to develop and get stronger. Do you find that you just, do you have like different sensations or feelings when you think one of them is the actual thing that's like speaking to you? Or do you just have to like listen a little bit further and sort of like, like you wouldn't want to start questioning it, you know, like you wouldn't do you or do you sit down and be like, wait, is this, is this intuition or is this ego? And then like, is there a question that you ask yourself or do you kind of play it out in your head or? I think the... So the ego always comes with fear where intuition doesn't really have any follow-up questions or anything. It's just like, that's what it is. But the ego, even when it gets sly and starts to like shift onto that level or say things or ask for things that feel like intuition or feel like a pull, um, there's still fear attached to it, right? There's still some sort of dialogue. That's how I think of it. If there's a dialogue attached to something, I know very clearly that it's my ego and it's not my intuition. And to be clear, like you can have an intuitive feeling like, um, and then there can be dialogue around that because that's what fear does. But if the ego were to say, like just using the example we're talking about, like you need to move home, but it wasn't real, like the fear would just be very different. And there's, the difference is that even when the ego gets sly, like there's comfort in, in intuition. There is like some sort of feeling safe in that idea that makes no freaking sense where you can logic your way out of the ego even when it's sly, right? Like, no, that's a dumb idea. I wouldn't do that. That's not even what I want, blah, 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 whatever it may be. But like the ego, the, the intuition is like there's no... There's no explaining, there's no making sense, there's no reason, there's no plan where the ego probably is going to come in and say, this is what you need to do, and this is when you need to do it by, and this is how you need to do it. Like, intuition doesn't ever speak like that. 
it just gives you a little bit and then a little bit and then a little bit as you listen. Whereas like the ego comes in full force with the whole plan. No, that's, I mean, that's comforting to know that it's not going to like, do you know, both get stronger and then you have to try to continue to fight to know which one is right. To know that the, like what you said with the the dialogue is, is a good thing to know. Just understanding that that in itself can be quite a good example or kind of a good guide as to whether or not it's ego or intuition and just having that itself be like, okay, nope, not listening to you today. I also think like paying attention to what it is that you're putting that label on anyway. You know, um, like an example the other day, my, like if something is going to pull you into past trauma, it's probably not your intuition. And like things can happen, right? But if that's, that is your ego, like wanting more to go back into that. It's not, you know, like it's, there's just, there's just a difference. And like, I heard someone say that and say, my intuition is telling me to do this. And I was like, your intuition is not going to put you smack dab in the middle of a situation you hate that's going to trigger your trauma. I mean, she, she might, I don't know, but like, it's just not the same. Like, and there's a difference. So just paying attention to the situation. Cause yeah, it's just like, there's no if, if, and, and buts about it. Right. And like, there is this conviction in whatever it is. Like I knew I had to move home and I knew no one could convince me otherwise. Fear got loud, but like no one could convince me otherwise. And like, that's going to always be the case. And it's not something you can explain nor probably want to explain. Right. So my friend came to me and she was like, my intuition told me this. And I was like, and this is why. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not how that works. I did not say that. But <laughs> now if she listens to this, she'll hear that. But like, <laughs> great. Um, no, but like there isn't that explanation to it. It's just like this is. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I can I'm trying to like think to like a time where I've like, you know, I've only been just starting to even understand what my own intuition is and how it comes to me. But absolutely, there is such a difference in those moments where I've like, had the like, thought that it might be intuition. And then it was just constant questions, doubts, and like fear that came up versus nope, this is happening. And I'm like, I, I want to ask it why or how or like, like, you know, who are you? And, and instead, I'm just like, no, this is this is what it is. And just deal with it. Yeah. And it really feels like and this is my experience, but I think no matter which way it comes to you, it still feels the same. It's just this unshakable faith. Like, I don't know why things are going to work out. I don't know. I don't understand, but I just know. And sometimes those are the things we need to keep sacred. Oh, absolutely. That's like what, isn't that what the feeling that we're all craving the most? Yeah. It's just like this profound unshakable faith in in anything would be that's that's like what life everyone is searching for in life and if we if we have that inside us like why are we not all following it but we don't know how and we're not told how or like to do so even yeah well we live in a world that's very much focused on fear and living in fear and spreading fear and ego and things like that so we're not even taught it and most people aren't even in touch with it because we're just conditioned into another way of being. And we totally come in that way. 
you know, um, the, of our intuition, not in the fear, not in the fear. Like we come in completely tapped in and tuned into that power that this, and it's not even a gift because we all have it. So like, no, I'm not special for being able to tap into it. I just took the time to do it. Like we all have it. Um, but there's a lot of dismantling that has to go on of fear of the ego of what you've been taught to even access that place where you can trust it. And that's why I said, like, it, I started to cultivate the relationship to my intuition, but a lot of what was also happening simultaneously was, like, I had to face a lot of pain, and I had to remove a lot of things and let go of a lot of things that were holding me back from that and had gotten in the way of me listening to myself. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's – it's just, like, I personally haven't even, like, given myself the time of day to, like, have this sort of conversation about intuition before – so I've, I know I've learned like a few things today where I'm like, of course, that was this and that was that. Like, I need to just start acknowledging it. And I think that's like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just like acknowledging it is like a good place to start or like acknowledging how often you might, you know, be in the fear mindset versus where you could be in intuition. And then, of course, as we said before, like sitting in the silence or just giving it that opportunity to come forward is crucial. And just asking it, like, I really am. a. I love questions. I'm like, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm an investigator. Like, I very much enjoy that mindset of being very inquisitive. Um, so just like, what would, what does intuition want me to do today? Or what is it pulling me towards? Or what is it calling me to? Um, just asking that. And like, you're going to get an automatic response. And that is your intuition, right? Don't doubt that. Because whatever comes up is your intuition speaking to you. That's why I like that question, asking questions. And that's why I use that a lot in my posts, because that is whether you are aware of it or not, is how your intuition is going to speak to you and come out. Because when you're writing, in, like, especially when you're writing, um, but even in your head, although it depends on how long you hang out there, like what comes up first is your intuition, is your guidance coming out. Once you hang out there for a second, then the fear can start to come up, right? And like, but what if? Fear asks a lot of questions, which is good to know. Intuition doesn't. It asks something of you usually, you know, go this way, go that way, try this, avoid that. Um, but fear is like, what if? But what? Why? When? How? You know, who, what, where, and why? That makes sense to what you're saying. Like, if you... Um you know, if you like, if you let it into your head for a minute, it'll give you, your intuition will answer you. But if you stick around too long, you're giving fear the opportunity to pop up and ask you all of those questions. So that too, it's just like acknowledging what is your first response. Mm-hmm. That's why when you like play that, I don't even know if this game has a name, but when they like ask you questions and it's like this or that, and you have to like answer quickly, I'm sure they're not doing it for intuition development, but like that's what speaking it's not your brain. Like, it's just that gut reaction of... There's a reason it was the first thing you thought of, you know? Right. Exactly. So when you ask yourself, what is intuition calling me to or pulling me to or asking of me, that first response is your... Like, yeah, it's your intuition. And I ask myself that every morning and, like, I write it down because I like to journal and write. And sometimes I don't know, like, why, you know, like... <laughs> The answer is, I'm like, yes, this and this and this. And I'm like, and that's how you know, because you can't answer why or when or where will this fit into my day, but you just know that it's true. 
Like, mm, it feels good. Mm-hmm. That's how I think of it. It's comforting also to know that even like yourself and somebody who's getting more used to like, you know, you're, I don't want to call you like a professional intuition person, but you know, far more than I am. But for you to still even have those like doubts, it's like, okay, good. Like, it's okay if I do too. But when you get to the point where you start like, you know, loving what one of your answers are, or just like, just having that undoubtable faith towards it. It's just, that's a very cool feeling that I think we can all look forward to. If we give ourselves the time to, you know, grow within this practice. Yeah. And it is a practice and it does take time, but then you can start to see it like, that's just how I live my life now and try to live my life. Like it's not always like I can get up, get caught up in fear and like having a idea of how I want things to work in a plan. Like as much as I love my intuition and that relationship, I also love control and things to be certain. So there's like a constant like back and forth with that. But I really try to live from that space of like constantly asking myself, like, what is the next thing? What does intuition want? Like, where am I being pulled? Because, like, yeah, it is such a freeing feeling. It is such a good feeling. It is, it's our nature. You know, I think we forget that. Like, this is our nature, and that's why it feels good. Not necessarily, I mean, we're not meant to be in fear, although that can feel very comforting to us because it's all we know. We're meant to live in our intuition and be in that space. And that's why it feels so good because it's our nature and it's natural. It's the fear that's unnatural, but comes across as the right thing or what we need to be doing, or this is the only way for us to respond. And we must think about every logical option of how this is going to work, but that's just conditioning. And that's just what we've been taught. Like we're meant to feel free and peaceful and happy and all the things that come from a life where you follow your intuition and let it lead you to grow. And that's what we all want. Like I, so it's just like to know that it is inside of you and you just need to help it like come to be. It's like, okay, cool. I can do that. Like just that knowledge in itself is like an exciting feeling that we have these tools. And like you said before, we are born this way and then we're conditioned otherwise. So it's just a matter of like getting back to where we were, not learning like a brand new skill of any kind, but just like helping it shine again. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it's what we want. It's what we need right? Like it's what we need. It's what the planet needs. It's what like all other people around us need is for us to be in our intuition because that allows us to cultivate our authentic truth and to be who we are. And that's what the world needs more of is people being who they are and listening to themselves and creating and doing and being from that space. Like that is what's going to help everything. (laughs) Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I know. I couldn't agree more. I absolutely believe that. Like, that's part of the reason I started this in the first place is like, I know I'm going to be a better person when I like learn to love myself more and just am a happier, healthier human. And I know other people will feel the same way. And there's no question that, you know, it's all like inside out. <laughs> it's it's all just, yeah, mindset is so key, intuition and fear and just being happy too. So like, there is the aspect of like ensuring that you are following your desires and like your purpose. It's, it all plays a part. Yeah. So I'd love to know, like, so how do you personally use astrology to like, does it affect your intuition or do you just have it like affect your life? Is it more of like an energy sort of thing? I think, well, yes, it's definitely an energy thing. For me, it's been a really good self-awareness tool. So being aware of all the things that keep you from intuition is half of your relationship 
with your intuition or like 75% of your intuition relationship is knowing what takes you out, what takes you away, what patterns you're going to get stuck in based on fear, based on conditioning that prevent you from having that relationship. So astrology is a really great tool for that because when you look at a birth chart, which we all have, so it's just where the planets were on the day you were born in the sky in the different places of the zodiac. Um, so, you know, the 12 signs that we all know what our sun sign is, you know, there's 12 of them, that horoscope piece, um, that chart that we all have really says a lot about who we are and what our soul came into this life to learn and how we're meant to grow and change and shift and what patterns we're going to get stuck in, where we're going to have a hard time, where you know, our strengths, but also our weaknesses or our shadow sides may be, the chart speaks to all of those things. So one, having the awareness of that is crucial because then you know where you're going to get tripped up or where your tendencies are and why those are your tendencies, right? It's a lot of, again, freedom in the sense of, oh, I'm not crazy. This is just how I am, right? This is how I was made. This is the things that I need to learn to work with in order to grow and evolve in this life. And yeah, then there's the whole piece of day-to-day, which is why I do the moon updates is because your birth chart stands still based on the time you were born, day you were born, and it doesn't change, whereas the planets are still constantly moving through the zodiac, and that does affect us. Um, so tapping into that energy is also great because it's the same thing. Like, oh, I'm not crazy because I feel tired today, or I'm not crazy because I feel really critical and judgmental when the moon's in Virgo, or I really want to eat a lot because the moon's in cancer. And it doesn't have to be that superficial. I mean, there's other pieces to it, but just cultivating awareness around that and the shifts that are possible is a big thing because I think... And related, relating this to intuition is we think we're meant to be the same every day and we think we're meant to act the same way and function at the same level of energy and perform in a certain way every day, no matter the circumstances. And it's just not true. And I think we more the more we consume information that debunks that, so astrology being one of them, showing us that there are constant shifts allows us to be okay with feeling differently each day. Absolutely. Because I mean, you sometimes you just wake up and like today isn't your day. And you feel as though you have to like make excuses for it or like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why don't I feel this way today? And you know, people joke, you know, I think probably one of the most like, like normal, like stereotypes for astrology is like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And to be honest, I don't actually even really know what that means. But like, I'm like, you know what, it probably is. And like, I definitely believe enough that like that just means there's an energy energy shift like for me that's enough so like I completely agree like awareness is so important to like understand that today is going to be a weird day because yep it is and that's a very cool thing to know I think also getting into the space of not blaming is important too because we can get really excited about astrology and then be like well you know because this is going on like this is going to happen and like this sucks and like we'll just wait till that's over to deal with that and every shift is meant for us every shift is for our growth even the things that are bigger and in the collective like mercury being in retrograde and things of that nature there's something that is going to come up for us during that time that we're meant to learn about and really feel into 
So instead of blaming and being like, whatever, because I, I mean, that's all over the place. I see it all the time. And it's just frustrating. There's a reason that's coming up. It's literally people, people are just like, and it could not even be happening. And it's just like one of those memes that are like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And you're like, can you even like, is, did you say that it currently is right now? It is. Yeah. July 9th, 2019. So can you start, can you just like briefly like explain what it is just so that I personally, as well as anyone else that might be listening, can understand what it is? Yeah. So Mercury in retrograde is going to be anytime a planet goes retrograde, it appears to us here on earth that Mercury is moving backwards through the Zodiac, which it is. It's not actually physically moving backwards in space, but at, through this the degrees of the zodiac it seems to be moving backwards so that means that the energy is shifting and it's changing into a more internal time is what retrogrades are all about so mercury retrograde rules all things communication um intellect and the mind so a lot of what happens during mercury retrograde is like flights are delayed things are canceled and changed technology doesn't work technology shuts down things like that and um you know also a lot of past stuff coming up so like people will joke you know like all your exes are going to come back during mercury and retrograde and like things of that nature and it's really just a time to rethink review and revise like your communication how you're showing up what thought patterns you're constantly having it's a time to reflect inwards more than it is to actually make any shifts. It's time to actually ask a lot of questions of yourself and like, how am I showing up? What am I doing? How is this affecting me? Yeah, time for questions and no time for blame. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> but once again, the, like have, bringing awareness to it because I... I didn't, uh, personally, I didn't know exactly what it meant, but it is just one of those things that people will like joke about so effortlessly. Um, it's quite, it's quite funny actually, but, um, yeah, but that's, so I just, and having followed you, you know, there's like, you do your moon updates. Um, is, is it every day or nearly every day? Like every few days? The moon changes signs every two and a half days. So it's like two or three days. <laughs> I do them. So, and I'm so sorry if this sounds like a really ignorant question, but being no. a Virgo, so like if the moon is saying like Capricorn or stuff, that energy is obviously going to affect everyone. It's not like yes. the only peak, correct? <laughs> correct. correct. Everybody. Okay. The moon rules the collective. So that's why I like to study it and talk about it because when the moon moves, that's a shift that we all feel. I think we feel all the shifts of all the planets, but because the moon rules the, rules the collective, there is something that's going on in the collective energy that is being shifted well I'm definitely going to um, ensure that everyone is aware of like your um, your Instagram handles and stuff so that they can follow along with the moon updates and things like that because like you said even just bringing awareness to where the energy is or what we might be feeling is just it's it's very important to to know that we are allowed to feel differently on certain days yeah that's so cool and it's just another way to go into you know to Just be like, oh, interesting. Why do I feel that way? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? You know, getting really curious and asking questions. Absolutely. And like you said before about the actual birth chart, like that's just an opportunity to learn more about yourself. And like, we don't we all want that, you know? We do. Like that is, that's so cool that those tools are available to us. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, 
you know, either not knowing or just like unsure of where, where it is that we can go and, and, and learn things like that. So, so right. now we know that we can come to you for all of our, our life questions. Yes, <laughs> we can. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I really, really appreciate it. And I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you. I feel yeah. I, yeah, I'm very excited to like start to ask my intuition a lot more questions. I know that's for sure. I'm excited for you to do that too. Let me know how it goes. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to pop on at the end here? Or I will absolutely, like I said, um, ensure that everyone has like a link to your Instagram yeah, website. So I don't think I have anything you. else. Do you have anything else you want me to say? <laughs> or you want to ask okay. me? No, I'm really like, great. No, this has been incredible. Honestly, like I was just hoping we could talk for a few minutes and I've, I know I personally learned so much. So I'm like thoroughly You're like, welcome. thank you so much. I'm so super grateful for you joining me. Anytime. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And I hope that you'll take away with it as much power as you can to start using your intuitions and to start asking yourselves, you know, what is right for me? Just sit with yourselves for a few minutes, ask those questions, feel it is what it is that you're feeling and see where it takes you. Because like she said, it will not lead you astray. You can find Emma on Instagram at Emma N. Del Rey, or you can visit her website, emmadelraycoaching.com. And once on the website, you'll find all there is to know about her, about her incredible coaching programs for if you want to grow your own intuition practices, or you can book a birthing chart astrology reading with her, which I know myself, I cannot wait to do. Because like I said, I think that we have all these incredible tools to learn more about ourselves. So why aren't we taking advantage of that? I will also make sure to post a link to her Instagram on my Instagram page so that you can find her more easily. And from there, you can watch in and listen in on all of her moon updates and understand why it is that the energy is doing what it's doing and why you might be feeling the way that you're feeling. It's a really cool way to just learn more about what's actually going on in the world and the world of astrology. So there you have it. Now, I have a proposition for you. If you've been listening to your ego your whole life, which I myself am also guilty of, why don't we try listening to our intuitions instead, just for a couple of days or maybe a week, and see what happens. See what sort of starts falling into your life or what path you start going on to. I promise you, it won't hurt any more than the ego will. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more or to reach out, you can find us on Instagram at lovemepodcast or visit our website, lovemepodcast.com. If you like what you heard in today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcast, or you can subscribe from whichever streaming service you're listening from. New episodes are available every other Monday. Until then, I'll leave you with the wise words from the mother of all badasses, Jen Sincero. Love yourself while you've still got the chance.